This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Peter's everywhere. Actor Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engine. Pickett in the shotgun, gets the snap, looks right. Deontay Johnson wide open, touchdown Pittsburgh. The Steelers march it 92 yards to take the lead. Oh, hey, ho, here we go. The Wicked Witch is dead. That's right, Deontay Johnson. The drought's over, baby. It's over. Yes. What a game last night. 20 to 16, the Steelers take down the Titans. And I got to tell you, I'm here with Wes Euler. We also got two of my little girls here, Esther and Hannah. We're loaded with donuts. Get Zooks, man. We are like having a ball. It's a great Friday morning. I'm excited. Wes, what a game that we saw last night. Last night, I thought it just ended 20 minutes ago. <laughs> a little bit of a nap did you have? No, that was, uh, I tell you what, that was a much-needed one. It was another classic Steelers performance in prime time. This team just figures out a way to get it done under the lights consistently. It's impressive. Uh, another strong defensive performance, just wreaking some havoc on uh, what the Titans do well there. The offense able to do their part down the stretch as well, too. I mean, it's... It's same church, different pew, Wolf. I feel like I've seen that fish before, and, and once again, um, that on display last night for the Steelers. They just they know their way to win, and, uh, and man, they, they certainly have it down to a science. Think about this, Wes. I mean, Deontay Johnson ran 771 regular season routes in between touchdowns. Jeez. It's a lot. I've seen. I can't. You know. I. I we are nothing if not a fact-based show here, right? As 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 we like well, for to, the sake uh, of journalistic integrity. For the sake my of good journalistic man. integrity, as we as you know, as we like to tell everybody. Um, I have seen conflicting reports. I've seen some people say it was 665 days since he last no, no, scored. Six hundred and well, no, but I'm saying oh, days too. Yes. I've seen 665, 668. I don't know what the exact number is, but hundreds of routes, hundreds of days since Deontay fine in the back of the end zone, and not only for him to score a touchdown, for it to be in that moment in the game-winning touchdown as well, too. I think that's a great springboard going forward. I had to laugh because I think uh, afterwards I heard him quoted, and he said he wasn't – I think – I can't – I can only paraphrase him, but he – he um couldn't quite remember what to do. <laughs> you know, you got the touchdown dance, or do you, you know, kind of just be cool about it? Do you hang on to the ball? I would hang on to that ball. Heck That's yeah. the drought breaker, baby. I ain't giving that thing back. No, absolutely not. And good for Deontay. The guy has really come along and put out some great, a couple of great games here. And we got to continue to see him arise because he's got to be the guy that breaks a lot of the, the double team stuff for George Pickens. That's a, one of those back and forth things. You know, George has picked up a second uh, secondary trailer, it seems, a lot. And the more you concentrate on DJ, the more that they're going to have to start playing those two safeties backed off. And, Wolf, the more you have to respect the run game as well, too. I, 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 don't, wow. think it's, I don't think it's coincidence that I, – I, I think the two moments that the Steelers' offense has looked best this season was down the stretch against the Rams – and down the stretch last night. And 
there's no coincidence that both of those were when when Deontay Johnson was involved and a big part of the equation. Getting him back just has such a trickle-down effect for everybody. For Kenny Pickett, having more options and having such a good route runner out there. For George Pickens, to have somebody else that the defense has to respect. For the run game. I mean, Wolf, we, we haven't seen that from the run game, what they were able to do all season last night and a a big part of that again it's all you know it's all that ecosystem it's all complimentary football but Deontay Johnson is a huge piece on that chessboard a a big factor in that equation and I think you've seen that play out here the last couple weeks I mean Jacksonville a little bit different right you lose Kenny Pickett your quarterback in the first half of that one you got to go to your backup that always throws an offense into flux but Man, that Rams game, what we saw last night, there is a real trickle-down effect of having Deontay Johnson back out there for everybody on that offense. And, excuse me, I'm glad to, glad again to see him get the reward of it as well, too, with uh, with a, a big touchdown and a big moment. And I think, you know, I think that's, that's huge for these guys going forward to continue to build. Exactly so. I think the running game, just coming on, 166 yards, I think it was, total rushing. I was like, wow, how about that? I mean, we got some serious stuff going on with the running game, and it started right away. Absolutely. The very first play. Absolutely. And and you got it. You know, I, I like the balance there as well, too, right? That's the um, that's the big kicker for me, certainly. You, you look at the way that they finished. Jalen Warren, 88 yards. Najee Harris, 69 yards. Uh, Warren, 8 yards per carry. With Woo. with a twenty two yard scamper, that's Say another, it ain't so, that's, baby. That's another no. thing. That, that's another thing we've talked about, right? Is more explosive plays, more big plays. You get a twenty two yard run from Jalen. You get a twenty five yard run from Najee. Uh, Najee averaging over four yards a carry. Jalen averaging eight yards a carry. Your run game in total goes for a buck sixty six, averaging five and a half yards per tote. That's how you win football games on Thursday nights. A little banged up. It's not pretty, but you get the job done. Uh, that offensive line across the board. Broderick Jones, though, in his in his in his in his first start there at right tackle, deserve a ton of credit. Uh, Najee and Jalen Warren as well, too. Wolf. That is, if this offense is going to be at their best, that's what it looks like from the run game. Well, it's always fat is where it's at. The boys up front, they got to get how it done. That's how they're built. You can tell when a fan talks about the hogs up front. All right, they're a cultured fan. Okay, they understand uh, the culture of the fat guy. That's that's it. what it's about. You got to win the trenches, and if you don't win the trenches, you don't win the game. It's almost that simple. You have um, some outliers from time to time, sure. But the fact of the matter is, you got to win the war in between tackle to tackle. You got to build that box up and then smash it down. You got to be able to do the things that are necessary. The 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 blood curdling, mm-hmm. you know, fist in your face type of uh, bloody knuckles type of affair that it is in the trenches again make no mistake about it that's what this Steelers offense is predicated upon the last two off seasons where's their biggest free agent signing been on the offensive line from James Daniels you know a year ago and then Isaac Samalo this past year your first round draft pick this year what position was he he was a tackle on the offensive line you moved up but from 17 to 14 a few spots nothing crazy but you moved up to go get an offensive lineman They've completely retooled that thing. I mean, you know, Chooks is the only guy that's been with the organization more than his second season right, right. now. Um, you you revamped that offensive line. You rebuilt that offensive line. You invested in that offensive line for it to be able to do what it did last night. You, We've seen that they've been able to find some ways to win games when the offensive line hasn't been great, but they've also found ways to lose games in that regard. Again, they get what they got last night. That performance from the O-line and you know, over 150 yards rushing, they're going to be a tough team to beat. 
You know, it was amazing. That first touchdown. And this is this is what, you know, Deontay, I, I'm glad Deontay manned up and said, you know, last week, that first throw, I should have caught it. And, and and that's right. And think, this is what happens when you are successful on your first few plays. You roll the chains. You went into that game last night. You were 7 of 24 in the on third downs the previous two games. 7 of 24. Last night, they were 6 of 12. 50%. Even my bad math skills knows that's 50%. Even maybe. your three years of attending Syracuse? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, I got a, cert- a certification that says, yeah, I did attend Syracuse at one time. Do you? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> that, yeah. di- that diploma hanging on the wall, girls, back home? <laughs> my girls just said. In the back, and like, oh, dad's in trouble again. That's the classic. That's the, the classic touch, right? I graduated from college. You, <laughs> you just, just attended me. Syracuse. And you know who's killing it? You know, Hoopy, my mom, is listening right now. And she's that boy, I told you. <laughs> Probably still sticks in her craw, doesn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Just get that piece of paper to hang on the wall. Come on. Just get that aggravation, you know, the grievated you've done, you've about it. You've done all right for yourself. Uh, yeah. We're hanging in there. But, you know, the fact is, yeah, what I loved, you know, was down by the goal line. Here's what I loved. They ran a what we used to call a 34 lead C. That was uh, that'd be Franco Harris coming around the corner, and we pounded up in the in between the guard and tackle on the front side. You pull the backside guard. Wow, Isaac Sumalo comes around the corner, but this thing was set up. Big Tyre, Tart, Tyre, Tyre, Tart, the nose tackle, the big. We we'll just call him Tart. Yeah, the three hundred, the three hundred twenty-five pound cheese whopper, right? They got some big dudes on the interior of that line. They did. They got this cheese whopper sitting on James Daniels' noggin. What's he do? He crushes him. I couldn't believe it. I was watching film this morning, going, "Get Zooks, did you see what James Daniels did to that dude? He took him down to the inside and trashed him, threw him down on the ground. Then you got Isaac Suomalo coming around. All you got to do, you're Najee Harris, follow the hair. Mm-hmm. All right, as Joe Flacco said, follow hair. It's hanging out at the back of his – he's running. All right, Suomalo looks terrific. Turns up that corner, <laughs> and he takes out the linebacker, Aziz El-Shayer, mm-hmm. however you say that name. And what a job. And Najee just rips it up there and runs over some people. And I love it. That was power football. That's the kind of football you want to see. That was beautifully done, beautifully scripted, I might add. It, it certainly was, and and they were rolling from there. I, you know, when you've got such a, a young offense, still in a lot of ways, they've they've got more veteran leadership on that offensive line now, right? You got a guy like Allen Robinson who's been in the league for a decade as well, too. But so many key contributors on that offense are still on their rookie contracts. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, second year. George Pickens, second year. Pat Fryermuth, when he's healthy, third year. Najee Harris, third year. Jalen Warren, third. I mean, all those guys are still on their rookie contracts. You know, when you're able to get going like they did, that just builds confidence. That is, that's a, you know, you get that snowball rolling downhill and it starts to pick up momentum and it starts to get bigger and faster and stronger. And that's what they were able to do last night. I mean, again, look at those numbers. It's not just, okay, they ran the ball 47 times to get over 100 yards. You know, and the and the average was was 2.8 yards a carry. <laughs> they ran the ball 30 times for over 160 yards for for five and a half yards per tote. I mean, that's not good, Wolf. That's elite. If you're running the football at five and a half yards per carry, that is elite. And that's what they were doing last night against 
listen, it's not the steel curtain that they were playing against, but that Titans defensive line has some big dudes. Simmons, I think, is one of the more underrated defensive linemen in the entire National Football League. You know, if he played for the Kansas City Chiefs or, you know, the Eagles or the Niners or something like that, like a team that was Matter winning fact, and on he's TV like all Chris the time. Chris Johnson. If you ask me, that's a that's a, we, a great like, – Like, he, you know, he's just – a lot of people don't see him because the Titans aren't a major franchise who's had a ton of success who are on prime time all the time. If people saw more of that guy, I think he would get a lot more respect because he is crazy talented and you were able to – to have your way with that defensive front for most of the evening. Again, there's a lot to be encouraged by, but to me that's the biggest thing. Because make no mistake about it, you can find other ways to win games, and credit to the Steelers, they have. But if we want to get where we want, we're trying to go, right? Double-digit wins, contend for a division title, go to the playoffs, maybe host a playoff game, win some playoff games, go on a run, that whole ladder, right? The ladder of the stairway right, of, right. of stairway to seven. <laughs> it's got to look like that from the run game. Absolutely. If, 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 but what, Wolf, if what's playing, been doing since by last week? This this same was, thing they did last year. That's what yep. happened. And, they and, they got that up running game. You got to even be more encouraged now with Broderick in the fold as well too. You really have that two horse tandem with Najee and Jalen Warren, and they've got such different skill sets, and they complement each other so well. If if the Steelers are winning games in January, right, and we're going on a run in the postseason, it's gonna look like that. It has, no it has to look like that. And it will continue. I really believe. I think look, so, too. Alex Highsmith was all over the place. You know, TJ Watt. He had a great game, Alex TJ Watt did. played hard and everything. But you know, TJ, man, does that dude get held a lot? Whew. You know, a couple of and times. tackled. And oh, a couple of He goes up the field. And, did, you ever, did you ever watch James Harrison? He goes up the field, and they get the rear modaleo. It's a, it's a, a jujitsu uh, term for rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you, they get the arm around the neck. Well, T.J. Watt gets that all the time. And then Alex Heisman, they was trying to hold him, and he was still battling his way through. I, he had two sacks, and I think one was negated, if I recall, too. Uh, like vir- yeah. uh, virtually three sacks. Yeah. And one of them was negated by a penalty. I there's The thing that I think of when it comes to T.J. and that stuff is, remember when you were growing up? Were, were, did you get into much trouble growing up in school and everything? Like no. middle school, high school? Not as far as my girls know. I was perfect. Like I was pretty. I was pretty. I was pretty. I was pretty well. Why, be- why was, is my Hannah and Esther laughing at that? Okay. I was Where'd... pretty well behaved too, right? I mean, I got, I got detention once or twice, you know, but nothing. What's one or two. Nothing. Come on. Nothing. Well, you got it. You got to test out the waters sometimes, right? How do you know what it's like if you've never done it? That's I mean, right. I got detention. You know, my four years of high school, I think I got detention twice. You oh, know, so bad man. Half, every every other year, I was getting one <laughs> detention for you know for being too late or for parking in a teacher's parking spot or yeah. you know something like that. Then there was Kevin. Um, I'll hide his name for his actual identity. Right. Okay. Then there was Kevin, who was late every day and who skipped class every day and who was cheating on tests every day and sneaking uh, his cell phone into school and all these right, things. Right. Kevin never got in trouble though. Because the teachers and the principals expected Kevin to be, they knew he was the troublemaker. So if Kevin and I did the same thing, I got in trouble and Kevin didn't because they expected Don't more you from hate me. When that happens, that's almost where TJ Watt is now, though, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like they just see him getting mugged every single play, and it's like, well, yeah, you're getting mugged every single play. We can't call it every single play. It's uh, it's it is kind of maddening in that regard. It it, it is. But, but credit to him, he's still. He's still absolutely. able to be disruptive game after game. He was absolutely – I mean, you know, and Alex Highsmith, he had so many pressures. It was ridiculous. You know, I got – I was looking he at the well. stat. He played well. He did. Where is that? Okay. 
Let's see. Alex Highsmith had eight pressures. Some are saying 11 pressures or 10 pressures. But on 23 pass rushes, eight pressures. That's He's got the second most pressures in a game this season. And that's his fourth game with at least seven pressures. Wow. I mean, that's... That's that's tied with Micah Parsons for most in the NFL. I, just, I mean, that's that's almost every single series you're out there, you're getting a QB pressure. Almost, absolutely. All, I mean, that's Alex Highsmith is that's big time. Yes, I mean T.J. Watt is T.J. Watt, but I will tell you, it's not like Alex Highsmith is not you know in the same clubhouse. This guy, I'm telling you, what Alex Highsmith is is coming on, and he's getting better and better and better as he as he grows into it. Man, we got. The pair, the twin masters of disasters. We really do. That would be with T.J. Watt and with Alex Highsmith. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're off to a roaring start. We got donuts. We get. We have a vegetable tray. Um, <laughs> That's for Max. That's for Max. He doesn't like Max, donuts. Max going to have to get the vegetable tray because we're going to eat the donuts. We have Esther and Hannah here, my two lovelies. We're having a great time, and we're going to get ready to open the phone lines in a couple of series. Rob King coming up next. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's right. We can't do it next because we got Rob King, and then we we got Missy Matthews. 11 o'clock. Yep. Yeah, Zooks, man. You just told me that two minutes ago, and I forgot. Well, listen, Jim, a big show on a Friday after a win. Uh, you know, we're this, all on, about, this is the problem we're all when on about two hours of sleep. I thought we'd bring feed, some friends to the show today. You feed me too, many, too, many sh- too much sugar. <laughs> don't go crashing on me. <laughs> don't go crashing to try to please me. Here we go. We'll be back after this. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are back inside the locker room. Segment number two, segment number one for me. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, this is what the the trials of travel, right? You know, I just... Yeah, jet lag kicked in at, at about uh Things oh, happen, especially yeah. in the Berg. Yes. You know, it's like they say, you can't get there from here. <laughs> no. And it can be problematic. But you made it. But I'm here. You're here. That's I'm what like, counts. And you know what's more important? Rob King is here. So that, that makes that makes life even easier yes. for my transition uh, into the physical studio, which is nice. It's good to see you physically. It is doing indeed. a show when we have the ninjas, and you know we're in the locker room here. You, you yeah. love the fact we got a bunch of people, and we are about to welcome one of the best, the King. The That's King right. is here. That's right, and, and Kinger. You know, you did yeoman's work last night doing the post game show at the. At the unholy hour of like midnight or so, and uh, we appreciate you waking up and getting on the show with us today. Oh well, so uh, yeah, I was on DVE this morning already. So, uh, oh, I'm, uh, I made yeah. the mistake of I'm, I'm home this time, so I would have liked to have seen you guys. You know, usually Wolf and I are in there, but I would have liked to have seen you. I guess you have a, a, some studio audience. I'm, I'm reminded of those, uh, yes, you know, those 1930s yeah. things where they used to see how many people they get stuff in a phone booth or a or a, or a car. <laughs> Um, it's not a big studio. No, it is not. But you know what, Rob? If you if you go into a pantry and you find a can of sardines and open them up, I think I think you could get a good uh, imagining of us being in here. This is so, what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. And the locker room is heating up. 
almost maybe even smelling up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be there's gonna be a little bit of everything. <laughs> Indeed, Kinger, I gotta ask you now. What I, there was so much meat on the table about last night's yeah. game. What, what quick first impressions? I guess is where we gotta go. My first quick impression is that you know we talked I think last week maybe the week before in a locker room about seeing elements of the Steelers offense. You'd like to take that drive they had against the Raiders. You'd like to take the way they finished up the game against the Rams. And you'd like to kind of combine some of these things together and see what it looks like over 60 minutes. I don't think we were quite there yet, but I think that's the closest we've come to seeing the offense performing at a level that we want it to be pointing at. You know, it's, it's interesting to me that the guys on DB said, you know, a lot of the reaction that they were getting was more of the same. I didn't see more of the same. I thought, now again, maybe it's because I'm looking for that step in the right direction. I thought I saw a step in the right direction. You still only had 326 yards. You'd like to have more. You still only had 20 points. You'd like to have more. Four long drives. Until that last drive, you only had two three and outs. And, and both of those could have been, you know, if, if Kenny makes the throw to Pickens on the cross, if Kenny throws the ball out a little further to Calvin Austin, maybe that's a big play. Maybe you don't have any three and outs until the end of the game. Um, so, the, yeah, there, was there an element or two missing? Sure. But I thought, you know, they ran the ball. I thought this was the best game the offensive line played. Um, when I look at this game, I, I thought that this is the, the most consistent offensive effort we've seen from the team this year. That's my number one takeaway. Well, and, and I think, you know, another thing, King, and this was something, we had opening drive scores to start each half yeah. of the game. Like, yes. that, like I don't know how people say that's more of the same. Like, we have not seen that aspect of this team. And the fact that their heads were screwed on right at the beginnings of games, which has been the real big issue for this squad, I thought really boded well. I thought that was a step in the right direction. Well, and, and it was hard not to think, right? Opening drive of the game, like you said, Steelers win the toss, they decide to get the ball, and here we are, third and sixth. And you're like, oh, no, really, it's not going to happen again, is it? Another three and out on the opening drive. Uh, but then they pick up the first down. They march down the field. <clears throat> One, you know, There's a few things I liked about that opening drive, too. So, Max, first of all, the fact that they scored, and we don't have to hear that anymore. The only team in the league <laughs> yeah. that hasn't scored any points in their opening drive. That's over. Um, you know, the fact that the margin for error wasn't minuscule, like we've seen sometimes. Okay, Kenny Pickett overthrows Deontay Johnson on that on that uh, stop route, that little curl route. Okay, in the past, that's been like the death knell to a drive. The Steelers overcame that. They picked up the first down. They scored a touchdown. I also felt like this was a game, because the Titans are stout up front, um, you know, they, Jeffrey Simmons is a great player. Uh, their front seven is very good. Uh, they're back four, a little sketchier. I thought this was a game, and I felt the same way about the Jacksonville game, in which I wanted to see the Steelers, you know, throw the ball to set up the run as opposed to running to set up the pass. Obviously, we want the, the Steelers team to be able to run the football, and they did run the football. But I thought, you know, in that opening drive, they set a great tone. They had 11 plays, three runs, eight passes. And I think that that made Tennessee – got Tennessee back on their heels, made them think a little bit, and then – in the second half, in particular, the Steelers only had 10 rushes at halftime. But in the second half, they really got the running game going. And I think 
you know, when you talk about scripting plays and setting things up, you see just how important that opening drive can be. I think the Steelers got a lot accomplished on that opening drive beyond scoring, which is obviously huge, and it is the name of the game. It is important, uh, scoring to win to win games. I thought a lot was established on that opening drive. And so um, I just thought it was the most complete uh, offensive effort they've had this year. Think about this, Kinger, and, and this is I'm going to hand it right back to Max because, you know, this sounds an awful lot like um, when Seven was running things early in his career when you had the pass to set up the run and then you had <laughs> Bussy just – hammering away in that second half right max you were part of those offenses did that did it kind of like stir anything in your gourd well i think it did especially when you're talking about all the counter game uh that was ran in it i mean that was part that was just it was like looking in in a mini mirror of saying oh this is what it can be it's like when you have the right attitude and you just want to go mess somebody up and just go punch <laughs> them in the mouth. That's how. That's the rhythm that you want. I mean, think about how close we were to this game being twenty-eight to thirteen and being a decisive right victory. Yep. When you just look at just some of the little elements, right? A toe, ta- a toe drag, oh. you know, away. I mean, you're talking about three inches of space change between a touchdown and, and having to go for a field goal. The Allen Robinson. Right, uh, just I mean, if the ball is six inches higher in the in the air, we're talking about a great touchdown throw to Allen Robinson. It's like those little things that would cap off good, solid. You're talking about time of possession as well as capitalizing on time on the field and equaling the points per time of production. It, it's one of those things, that I'm, and I'm just like. It's it going in the right direction, Rob. So I think you're right. There are things that you can see, and it's not putting on rose-colored glasses, but it's simply like just stating, "Hey, that's this is a game of inches, and there's 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 those inches where you like, man, we could, this could have been actually a blowout." Because Mike Tomlin talked about in his press conference, like kind of saying, "You need to have the ability at will to blow a team out when you should." And this was when you one can of those. Put the boots to yeah, yep. exactly. So I mean, so this was just so close to that. I agree. And, you know, we saw, um, you know, the long, the, the Kenny's maybe the best throw that Kenny Pickett made last night was that throw to Deontay Johnson on the third down in the fourth quarter, uh, just threw a laser in there. Um, but we we're seeing again, um, it feels a little bit like, uh, you know, the puzzle pieces that have been thrown in the table and you're trying to fit it all together. So last year we saw this type of play, um, down the stretch when the Steelers went seven and two after the bye, it was this formula. Don't turn the ball over. Let the defense um, help you out. Uh, you know, sustain long drives, run the football. This was the formula that was successful. And the thought is, well, you've got to be able to, you know, make plays down the field. So you make the play to Deontay Johnson. We've seen some long touchdown passes this season that were lacking a year ago. We see some of the elements. Um, we need to see these elements come together. We need to see them on a more consistent basis. You know, you, you look at this game and even with four long drives for the Steelers, they had long drives in this game. Um, you know, that a 10 play 78 yard drive for a touchdown an 11 play 92 yard drive for a touchdown, another 10 player, another 15 play drive. Um, those two drives wound up in field goals that Max just talked about with, with the missed opportunities to get touchdowns there. You know, hopefully the defense will get you the ball in better position times where you can have shorter fields. But again, it's not all the way there yet. There was a a really interesting stat last night 
in, uh, that came out after the game um, in which the Steelers are the first team in the Super Bowl era to be outgained in each of their first eight games of the season and still have a winning record. So they're finding a way to win games. That's the important part. To me, this was um, – I thought it was the best game the offensive line has played. I liked what I saw um, from the offense. And yet you, you hope that this is just one step forward. You get Friar Muth back. Um, you begin to click on some of these plays that were missed. There are going to be tougher opponents coming up than the Tennessee Titans. You're going to need to be able to make plays. My hope is that this is, you know, the beginning. We're going to look back at this game and say that's where they turned the corner, that Thursday night game against the Titans. You know, I think you, you, you got a lot there, and that's awesome. One of the things that I thought was so important last night was that opening touchdown drive, obviously, but the play of the game, in my mind, besides Deontay to, to win it, but was that touchdown run by Najee. That's the mm-hmm. that's the boss play, the power play. The In my day, it was the 34 lead ISO. that You got the guard coming around. What a job by the offensive line. I'm telling you, James Daniels took Tier Tart and buried him. I mean, that, like I said, that's a cheese whopper of a dude, right? That's a big, ornery, 325-pound, you know, hog down there in the trenches. And James Daniels just crushed him. And then you've got Isaac Suomalo, as I said. You follow the hair, just like with Troy Palomalo. He's yeah. hanging out the back end. <laughs> and you got Najee following the hair, and he he lights up uh, Aziz uh, El-Shayer. Gets him out of the way, and then Najee does the rest, plowing guys over. But you, you might have found that one play, that that one that one of the things that you got to go back to and go back to. Besides the, the the tackle traps, the guard traps, that power, Max. I'm telling you, that that's a gem of a play. Yeah, no, I mean the power, the power was excellent, and then you know later in that game, the big the big Najee run up the middle that he kind of went up and then kind of cut back to the left, right. um, heading into the closed end of the end zone. That was one where Isaac kicked out, um, and then you know, and Connor kind of let up, and then Broderick came down and sealed and created like that funnel, and it was it was a beautiful play that I was just watching, just like open up, and I'm just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's it, that that, that's another one. Hey, that's the one like Dumb and Dumber when you're going through the briefcase, and you're like, ooh ooh Ferrari, that's a good one. You want to keep that IOU? (laughs) It's one of those things. I mean. So you saw the elements of the run game really coming alive in moments. So I was just happy to see that type of consistency because we hadn't seen it. Last time we saw it was the was the Raiders game where we saw this team really show that, hey, we have a run identity in there. And, you know, they'll get these 10 days off. You know, as we look forward, you know, there are tougher teams, but that Green Bay team – there's another time where you can kind of get yourself up under you, right, and get a little bit of a feel because I think Green Bay is another team like the Tennessee Titans that this is a game you should win, and if you are a team that's talking about the playoffs, you need to prove that you can go out there and win the games that are winnable for you. I agree, and um, I agree with everything you guys are talking about. And, I, you know, you do – this is the time of year where you peek your head and say, well, we should beat Green Bay, right? We should beat Indianapolis. We should beat Arizona. We should beat New England. Uh, and that leaves you, hey, you know, uh, of the remaining five games, can you find a way to win one or two of those and get yourself in the playoffs, um, you know, against the tougher competition? So you are – I do think the Green Bay games are really important game um, coming up 10 days from now. But I, I also – you know, I, I'm, I, when I watch this game, and I know I'm going to be able to talk to two offensive linemen on uh, the day after, and that excites me, I, you know, I did, I did think, again – 
Um, Broderick Jones, I thought, was terrific. Look, there's a reason that you, put, you, you traded, you, you got him. Um, you know, you, he was a guy you valued. And, you know, like, much like Joey Porter Jr., you're waiting for the right time to bring him along, get him in the lineup. But I wonder, guys, I mean, are they doing – have they changed the blocking scheme a little bit at all to get more effective in the running game? I mean, you know, you, you had Ciamalo in here, and, you know, he has that reputation for being a bit of a brawler, kind of a straight-ahead guy. We know Daniels, you know, can do both. He can move and he can, he can attack. Um, Broderick Jones is a big body. Are they doing things up front that suit the running game more, or are, are we just seeing the line, um, you know, coalesce here a little bit as we go along? They're just blocking people. I'm telling you what, man, it's, it's that simple. They are getting – they're being people movers, and they're moving dudes from A to B against their will, as the great Joe Moore used to say. And the one thing I'll add is they're, they're finding – number one, they're finding like, like that 34 ISO power, okay, from my day, terminology from my day. That's, that's a keeper. That's something you want to grow on. The next thing is is the fact that you're getting – these guys are getting a hat on a hat, and they're staying with their blocks, they're executing well, and they're running more traps, tackle traps, guard traps. And on the wham, one of the great things about it, Najee found the back door a couple of times following – Connor Hayward backside on the weak side of the of the of the pin and pull stuff that they do. Yeah, man, oh man, well it was great, Max. I'm telling you, I this is nothing new. There's nothing earth, sh- earth shaking. But what happened was you had people getting the job done. No, no, I, I mean that, that's what it came down. To. The execution, which is something we talk about week in and week out. Show me the execution, and I will show you an offense that's that that's working, right? Yes. yes. And, and sometimes it comes to a change of personnel, maybe a change of location. <laughs> yes. Simple yes. execution, like yes. These are these are simple tenets that we're asking. It's not like oh my god, this personnel is getting overwhelmed. They suck. Nobody can do anything, right? It's not that. It's little tweaks and little attentions to detail about keeping them engaged that really has made a difference. And last night, I mean, you saw it. And I think, think, you know, I'm not going to overblow the whole Matt Canada moving to the sidelines. But some teams need that parental supervision <laughs> and you sometimes you gotta shake that jar up to get things going you know and yeah. that's what they did do yeah because the definition of sanity right is continuing to do the same thing expecting a different result my so, whole life has been lived like that <laughs> <laughs> hey wolf yeah wolf this is the day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. We're shaking the jar, Wolf. <laughs> you know, I, I do think, too, that we see, you know, when you get a little rhythm and the offensive line, I thought, like I said, I thought they were great. And they, you know, they gave Najee and Warren holes. They could attack. Um, they weren't, you know, waiting for the hole to develop. Uh, they were trusting it was going to be there. They ran hard. And they also, both of them, um, you know, Najee uh, running to the open end of the uh, end zone in the third quarter, you know, he made a big run on his own a little bit. I mean, obviously you have to have, have something there. Jalen Warren and that one down the sideline where it looked like he got in, stepped out on the one yard line. That was him spinning back and going backside. And, and, you know, I think when these guys feel it, feel the game, get a rhythm, um, they can do those things. They're talented enough to make plays on their own, but you know, there's, there, it's, there's one thing to get in a rhythm and make a play, and it's another thing 
we've seen too often, Najee this year, you know, getting a pitch and having to break three tackles just to get back to the line of scrimmage. Right. Um, and both these guys, when they get going, um, I mean, we know Najee runs with attitude. He's a big, strong, physical player. You know, he wants to break tackles. And Jalen Warren, I, I'm, I'm just thinking for the right word. I mean, it's like desperation. Like, he does not want to be tackled. I mean, I know that sounds kind of obvious, but, man, oh, man, does he – I mean, just when you think – there's just no let-up in him. I, I thought both guys – I thought it was a great one-two punch, beginning up front and then showcasing what they do best. And I think, uh, listen, that, that's as good as we've seen the Steelers run the ball in a long, long time. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely was. And like you said, it was that one-two punch, that change-up type right. of – type of element because you saw Najee get a lot of the leads that that relied on like a wham and the counter action and he really excelled at that you saw Jalen Warren kind of get more of the single back stuff kind of zone influence block type stuff uh you know back reverse type of type of seals that gave the cutback lane immediately uh, so it was a nice element to feel that rhythm change within them and see the success of both of them running those because both of them had those big plays in their own elements you know what's fun Jalen Warren reminds me when they hand the ball off to him you know you got the mixing ball and you hit the the mixer, because yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like you hand that ball off to Jalen Horn. It's like, everything's wide open. Yeah. You're going zero to 90 right away. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, it, is that called what, the hand mixer? Yeah. The, hand the hand mixer, mixer versus yeah. the stand mixer. Yeah, exactly, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Beautiful. Well, Kinger, we appreciate it, man. Thank you for for continuing to, uh, to 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 show up for us after games and give us great analysis and insights, man. You know what? You deserve a nap um, <laughs> since think, you had to get up early. Think about it, man. This is just the post game show continued. That's yeah, all. <laughs> exactly. He just took he just took a nap in between post game calls. <laughs> uh, always a pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, same to you guys. You guys had a late night too, so uh, fun stuff. Easier to wake up and get going when they win. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, King, take care. All right. You are inside the locker room. We're going to step aside. We will be back after this. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, Max, one of the beautiful moments about last night, Deontay Johnson with the game winner from Kenny Pickett. But think about it. 771 regular season routes were run in between by Deontay Johnson in between touchdowns. His last touchdown and his touchdown last night, that's a lot of legwork there. That's a lot of routes. That's a lot of miles ran. (laughs) (laughs) Did did not see Pater. We we, would never see anything like that. (laughs) No, no. I mean, mean, that was – I mean, because you almost feel like it's almost an exercise of futility. At a certain point, you're like – Am I ever going to have this happen again? Oh. I mean, am, am I ever going to get in the end zone and actually score? And the fact that he got that last night, uh, which 
I felt like he should have had it last week on Sunday. We got it. Right, 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 right. But the fact that it happened last night and that we can finally, you know, get that type of burden off of this office. Like it was kind of hanging like a low, like like a low hazy cloud, right? Like when you're you're trying to fly out of somewhere and it's just hanging like overcast, like, hey, can I just get a clear launch path? You know? And and that's what that's what it felt like. I mean, the relief and the joy. I know I was ecstatic. You were ecstatic. Everybody on those sidelines was was so happy to see him finally do it because when you put in the work that Deontay has put in, and especially you think about the last three weeks that he's been back, I mean, 75-plus yards every time he stepped out there, and the fact that he hadn't had that touchdown, it was just like, come on, man. Like, you can clear almost everywhere in the field except for that last little 10-by-54-and-a-half-yard space. You can't get it at the end of the end zone. Think about it, Max. You come through in the biggest moment again. And again, Kenny Pickett. You know, what do you say about Kenny? You talk about having a clutch gene. Yeah. yeah Zooks, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. Listen, we don't want to depend on that late in the game. But if you got to have somebody come through like one of the Avengers or one of yeah. one of the Marvels, uh, whatever they, you know. Yeah. I'm, not as, I'm not as nerdy as you, which I hesitate calling a man bigger than me nerdy. But you know what? That's, yeah, it's, that's it's just all the way good. It goes. I, I, good. I accept that. I accept that honor. <laughs> It's just like when Hulk showed up, you know, and the men's right. like, hey, how are we going to get into these, uh, you know, how are we going to fight all these Chitauri? Oh. And, then, and then you see him, like, come up on, like, a little Vespa scooter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and yeah, so, I mean, so you want to have that in your back pocket, but I think as this team progresses, that clutch gene, we want to see consistency of an offense. And I thought we started that last night as well. On top of clearing Deontay with a touchdown pass finally, being able to say that we had an opening drive touchdown checked off the list as well. An opening drive second half touchdown checked off the list as well. Like, like we're checking a lot of those boxes. Now yep. it's, okay, let's build off of that and make it consistency so those second quarter – and at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Get a little donut coming up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Boston cream. Uh, it was delicious. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but having those type of moments where you get that consistency are really some of the hallmarks that as we get through, and like you said, we have those other tests of those quote-unquote winnable games. Right. When you can beat the guys you're supposed to beat and it look good and consistent, that's when we know we're churning it out so that we don't have to depend on the clutch gene. Because you want that clutch gene in the playoffs. Yes, you do. That's where you really want to see it shine. Yes, you do. And that's absolutely for certain. I got to tell you, you know what, too? We haven't touched on it yet. But uh, besides the fact, Alex Highsmith had a great game. Joey Porter had a great game. But Captain Cam was back. Six tackles. Yeah. And you had a... We got we got to go to break here in a minute, but you had a nice moment with Cam right at the end of the game. It was oh, so funny. Oh my gosh, I loved it. So I was supposed to come and do my post game right? hit, and Cam's just coming like barreling at me. He's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "I need these ten days off. I need these ten days off." I was like, "Yeah, I was like, you deserve it, old man." I'm like to come back after that and play as much as you did, absolutely. So it kind of took a second. Because I was just enjoying that moment with Cam before I came on and did my hit. But it was just so apropos because, like you said, to have that leadership that was missing there, especially in the middle of that defense, 
I thought was really tremendous. And really, the young guys, the young guys really stood out. And I can't wait to talk, you know, in the next in the oh, next yeah. hour with Missy, and then kind of talk about it a little bit further. Yeah, we got to talk about Keanu. That's oh, right. that dude was big up front. The top three draft picks did their thing last Boy, night. Boy, they did indeed. And you know what? We're gonna do more coming up. We got the great Missy Matthews gonna join us here in the locker room. Wolf Starks and Ninjas and my girls all here in the locker room.